Hello, everyone, to another episode of Sales Talking. Today, I have Teray. What's your last name? Fowler Chapman. Fowler Chapman. Yeah. Thank you for being on. Yeah, thank thanks for having me. Uh, your day has been full of rest, of it, uh, from what I gathered from yes. what you said. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of resting. Self care day. Good, good. Yeah. It is a Sunday. I feel like most times it's what Sundays are for, right? Right. Self care Sunday. I like that. We yeah. should make that a thing yeah. if it's not already. Yeah. <laughs> it might just be. Right. Uh, with the connected world we live in. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, um, what's your first memory? My first memory? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You know, I've never been asked that before. Yeah. Ever. Let me think. It's going way back. My first memory um, was probably standing on my grandfather's apartment balcony in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was before sunrise, and um, or right as sunrise was happening. Mm. And we were shouting, hello world, to the H- sun. Hello world? Yeah, and it's just kind of this thing that all of his grandkids like know, and even his children, like he would just like remind us to tell the world that we exist. But I remember it being like a specific visual when I was younger and like really feeling like the sun was like, what's up back? So yeah. yeah. How old are you? Do you, um, do you I want to say, yeah, let me guess. Um, how old was I on that trip? I, maybe like, I don't know, between like five and eight probably. Really? Yeah, but I remember also like when leaving, like I was crying because I didn't want to leave. It was such like a, yeah. even not like a kid, like a transformational experience. I mean, that sounds magical the right. way you described it. Yeah, and in just the whole trip, I, I just remember that trip vividly. Um, yes. And I remember like looking back and crying and like seeing him actually like be like really emotional too. And I was right. like, oh, we're gonna miss each other. But um, yeah, there was a lot of like really good moments in that trip. Okay. Yeah. That's beautiful memory. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh. So, are you originally from Tucson or? No, I'm actually originally from Louisiana. So, oh, okay. um, I was born in Bossier City, uh, which is kind of like a small city outside of Shreveport. My dad was in the Air Force, um, so then we bounced to Virginia and then we bounced to Phoenix oh, okay. um, in my early childhood. Um, my grandfather, though, um, was very invested in me seeing people of color with moving to Arizona. So, he okay. definitely made sure that I uh, went back to Louisiana as much as I could. Right, right, right. Still uh, developed. Not That's forget good. where I came from. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like literally like a foot in the desert as well as a foot in the bayou is kind of how I feel. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's a good mixture right there. I always had a, uh, there's a, there's like this like maybe, maybe my, my very limited knowledge of the bayou, but there's like a culture there that I've always been affinity. Like there's like a, always had a curiosity towards it. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 And Definitely. That's awesome. Now, so how long have you been in Tucson? Um, I've been in Tucson for, gosh, I, I feel like we're approaching a decade. Um, I'm also not really good um, at, like, counting time or anything. I, I think time is, like, I don't know, this, like, man-made <laughs> construction that I don't don't I mean, necessarily buy into often. It is, but, you know, it's a nice organizing tool. It is, right? So, like, I, like, usually work in, like, approximates. So I'm like, uh, like, five to eight or, like, uh, roughly probably about a decade by now. But really, I don't know. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Now, what I know you for is you, you had... Um, Words on the Avenue, mm-hmm. which is hosted here at Cafe Passe. Um, what started that for you? Why? What got you into writing? What? Right. What, what got you into writing? Right. Um, so what got me into writing is, you know, I always say that like uh, that writing um, isn't necessarily something that I chose. Matter of fact, there was like a period of time in my life where I think I resisted it. Um, I really, really wanted to play basketball. Really? Um, yeah, and like really, really wanted to play for the NBA. Even like, really? and I and I like love love the WNBA, but I thought it would be like I just knew I think that the NBA got paid more and didn't really put together like the gender identity around that at the time. Right. It was like way before. Um, yeah, I wasn't able to examine for some reason my teenage brain wasn't able to wrap my head around like the reasons why and like the difference between. Um, and really the oppression on women, which is why that was. It right, was right. just, um, so I, I guess, uh, I, I say that writing always um, chose me because like when my mom, my first metaphor was when I was like five years old. Like my mom was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like a sidewalk, like a just straight sidewalk. up, like confident, like that's what I can do. A sidewalk. Just that's what I'm going to be. What? And she was like, yeah. And she was like, you can't do that. And I was like, well, then I'll be a cartoon character. Like, I had some time to think about it. And just, like, picked the most ambiguous things. Like, and she was just like, right, so that's not going to work either. Like, what is going on cool. with my kid? 
And I think, I really feel like she wrote down doctor. It was like on one of these, like all about me. You know, you fill it out, you take it to school with like your favorite toy. And it was like one of those things. And I really think she put down doctor and was just like, we're just going to leave it at that. Um, <laughs> Why would you say sidewalk? I have though? no idea. And like, she always says, she's like, I wish if I could go back in time that I could have just asked you why instead of being like, she's like, but it was so bizarre. Like, yeah, really it just like literally was just like, uh, so no, like, <laughs> where are we going with this? <laughs> so, sidewalk. right. How old were you when she asked that question? I was five. Like, yeah. I was, yeah, five, kindergarten. Five, it was like the all about me for kindergarten. So, what do you want to be? A sidewalk. Mm hmm. What's your plan B? A cartoon. All cartoon. right, like that's amazing. So okay. I don't know. It's always been like just like right. Those are some interesting choices. They are, <laughs> and I think that even now, like like in adulthood, like yeah, I'm a little bit of both sometimes, depending. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about the sidewalk, but maybe right. the cartoon. Yeah, right, yeah. like well, I, I think that like sidewalk. I think that was a little specific, and you know, it never really turns out the way you wanted from yeah. five. But definitely investing in building like platforms. Right. Um, it's just like oh, okay, like it's like my mom's always like, well, then like you know, like you really like have built like this platform. So it's like I always right. wish I would have asked like why, like what about a sidewalk? A sidewalk. I know I was really into chalk at the time too, so I don't know. Whatever. Maybe that's what it is. Who like, knows? You saw the sidewalk as like a, a a place where you could create things on top of. Right, I'm not quite right, exactly. And you so it's could, like you can could be the, the connected there. Right, I don't know the <laughs> philosophy of the five year old. Right? <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So um, writing's always just been like um, a part. Of, I've just always been like naturally um, inclined, strong. To. Yeah. Okay. And express and express myself. It's just a lot easier for me to express myself on page. I actually didn't really start even performing until I got to Tucson. Really? So yeah. So wow. well, I didn't identify as a poet when I got here roughly wow. ten years ago. Would have never said I was a poet. Um, then it took like still like a couple years in and then I yeah I, I find that in a lot at least I, I found that in myself I didn't ever consider myself to be a writer in any way right. shape, shape or form right at least, even when I started actually writing anything I didn't uh, what's what, what's that characteristic of like denying that right it's a common thread I feel right I mean I think that we're part of like this like ancient um you know this ancient lineage and this ancient tradition of storytelling and mm. I think it just chooses people in the community I don't think it's something or, or I, I guess I feel like when it's the most genuine and the writers that I connect with usually come through this like ancestral, never really like intentionally sought it out. It just is. Um, um, and those are usually like the writers okay. that like I kind of connect with. So. Okay. I don't okay. know. I, I can see that. In that. And then there's a spectrum. There's a thousand ways to approach writing. It's really true. It's uh, really true. And then so you showed up to Tucson. Right. You're, you're barely convincing yourself that you are a writer. Right. How long does it take you to, like, find a place that, like, or can that make you think, I want my own place to, like, be able to, like, like ha have other writers show up and, like, perform as well? Like, right. Like, what, 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 what started that? What, uh, yeah, so, what sparked that? Yeah, so literally, I, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I drove up from Phoenix um, and just had all my things in my car and just showed up. Um, my dad was on his way moving out of the country to uh, Saudi Arabia, so I got an opportunity to stay, kind of like couch surf at his house for a little bit. Okay. And then he left, and then I just was like on my own, and like, yeah, wow. and that's how I just ended up, and I just ended up staying. Um, wow. And so I remember there were, I had two friends at the time, mm -hmm. um, and I remember I shared poems for them, and, um, I remember going to an open mic at Hotel Tucson way back like eight uh -huh. years ago and uh, being too afraid to perform. And I there wasn't that. really like a lot of people, there wasn't like a lot of people in there. And right. so like a couple of people performed and then like, like the one friend that I like would share my work with right. was like, oh, it's Ray Wright's too. And I was like, no, <laughs> I am not performing in front of these 10 people. It's a good friend. Right. <laughs> and um, I think that literally, uh, you know, if I was being honest, um, my first performance um, on stage was at the screening room. And I think that I got really comfortable, maybe too comfortable with a couple people that I shared poems with and maybe like gave the impression that like I like to do this, right? Which I did, oh, okay. but I like to do it with two people, right? Uh. <laughs> so we're going to an open mic. Um, That's hilarious. There's a, yeah, we're going to an open mic um, and a friend is with me. Um, 
couple friends and they were like, oh, Terea, you're gonna sign up, right? And I felt like pigeonholed, like there's no way I'm gonna get out of this one. Uh. And so I stepped on stage and I was shaking and it was my first time ever performing. Goodness. Um, and so, but what I realized in that moment, it was terrifying mm -hmm. and um, Will Smith says this, um, and I'm not really that big of a fan of Will Smith, but I do believe that he does say that. Um, I, I think he's like, there's things I like about him, but not like a diehard Will Smith friend. Right, right, right. But one of my wife's friends is, and so she knows all of his quotes and things mm. like that. And he says that, uh, I think he said that joy, like God puts joy, and God can be whatever you believe in, but mm -hmm. God puts joy right behind fear. Yeah. And um, and that that was that moment for me where I right. was so I can't even describe to you I was riddled with fear like every word mm. coming out of my mouth I was just like this is not okay I understand and then halfway through it I was like I love this right. like okay this is joyful this is cool and then yeah. stepping off stage and seeing people connect with your work I was like this is awesome right so I overcame the fear fear very quickly mm. and um, then just like started like connecting with organizations and just like reading wherever I could. Mm -hmm. So that led me a lot of the times to like um, once accident accidentally at types because I didn't realize it was for youth or something. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, so yeah. they once there and they humbly sat me down uh, with my spoken word. They kicked my butt. Bunch of kids. They are awesome. Right. Um, and then also uh, it, so I was like, OK, this is a space for youth. I was a little bit older and so I was like, meh. And then I went and, and I wasn't able to, like once I realized that I was like, okay, I need a hold space for them. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was just music open mics. And then right. there were curated reading series for people that had already been established, been established, right? And so just like kind of hopping around and seeing that, I'm like, there's a place missing, right? right? And then there were, there were these open mics that weren't really attended, like poorly attended or like just like weren't organized in a Enough. way uh, yeah, enough to kind of garnish like and hold a community. Of course. Um, and then there was like adult slam poetry, which I was not interested of. in at all because, you know, I'm not trying to slam oh, my poems. Okay. Like I'm still, I just want to share. You just want to share. All right, I don't want to like. Yeah, that is the difference between words and the app and like any other place that I've experienced. Right. It's more like the the slam the slam part of it is is the you're more just sharing with the community than you are performing. I guess right. You could say. Exactly, and even so though, even though you allow it, it's not what's expected, right? In, in words on the avenue, right? And I understand like competi competitiveness and how like you know that's right. a good thing to be like. I'm not. I don't think being competitive is necessarily a negative thing. Right. Um, I do think putting points on poems is problematic for me. Right. Um, it's a little weird. It's a little weird, <laughs> and so it's just something I never could get over or get through, and so I just never did it. Um, I, I actually did like I like I said the type slam, and like I think I did like one other one. Um, that was at Cafe Passe at the time. Um, and so basically just like noticing that void, I think that that's really important. Like Toni Morrison talks right. about if um, if there's a book that like you notice a story that's not being told is right. because you're supposed to write it. The right. same thing goes for space. Like yeah. if you see a void, like it's because you're supposed to, to create it. Right. And so Words Only Avenue just came out of like wanting to fill that void. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like your perfect child, huh? Yeah, it's a, it's a cool little kid. Yeah. <laughs> so how long has Words on the Avenue been going on? Six years. Six years. Yeah. Okay. First grade. First grade. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's barely starting. Right. Oh, wow. Did you expect it to be the way it is now? No. I mean, the first year it was, like, called Poetry on the Avenue, right. and um, no one was there, really. Right. Uh, like, it was really just poets reading to other poets. It had that same energy as, like, the other open mics that I had kind of gone to that, oh, like, okay either like that something was missing right. and so we took uh, the time off and that's when we added like the DJ and like the feature and uh, that stuff and that really helped made it more like a event right okay. and then um, yeah and then the and people switch it came. to words yeah and we switched it to words that was huge right mm -hmm. because it invites more people right and I mean who are we to define what poetry is right like that's, that's also true that's, so. that's also true that's a beautiful way to look at it Wow and so now so like what uh, besides words like what what do you occupy your time with like what do you what do you do right <laughs> what do i do um i go to school full-time um okay. i am enrolled in the northern arizona university um, oh, adult you? learning program it is like a, it's a really cool program mm -hmm. um it's one of the only ones in like in the academia scene and i really really have like this goal i don't know in what to get my doctorates okay. um Probably it would be nice to be able to like do like a, um, yeah, I, d I just really want to get my doctorates. Um, 
You know what specifically or not yet? Um, the only reason I you want me to be honest with you, yeah. the only reason I want my doctorates is just so um, pe people no longer argue with me between Miss or Mister. It's like this non-binary name that just should belong to me, so I want uh, it. Um, okay. um, right. Oh, so you get the. So then so it's you, just Doctor Fowler Chapman. It's never gonna. There, oh, there's okay. no more. The whole yeah, conversation. Goes away. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's just super non-binary. Yeah. Have to tell me anything. Else. Exactly. That's so, smart. Yeah. Respect that. Right. So, um, I don't necessarily like. I, like I said, I don't know. Like there, there are things that I'm definitely interested in, but mm -hmm. I haven't crossed that path there. It's just kind of like lingering out there. Okay. It's the, um, it's the North Star. How you get there is right for future you to get there. Right. So um, <laughs> I'm doing that to kind of like take that trajectory and sure. get that non-binary name. Um, but then also I teach full time at East Point High School. Okay. Um, and I uh, co-teach with um, Logan Phillips. He's also a poet in the community. Dirty verbs. Yeah. Dirty yeah. Verbs is also, yeah, 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 AKA. He's also a teacher, Mr. Phillips. Right, right, right. <laughs> and um, so we teach a poetry class there. I also teach um, oh, okay. an entrepreneurship class with um, another teacher, oh. Mr. Murray. Um, and um, yeah, and I just hold space, um, kind of taking a trajectory of maybe the assistant principal in the future. But um, for right now, just really holding space and teaching. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. So like you're teaching, you're teaching high school students. And you're mm -hmm. teaching them poetry and entrepreneurship. Right. How's that going? How, how like how how do kids like digest uh, poetry or or entrepreneurship? Is that right. your responses? Right. So with uh, entrepreneurship, you know, um, it really, Mr. Murray's vision it was to take their everyday hobby and hobby and show them how they could turn that into a business. Oh, and wow. isn't that what we're doing like right now? Like mm. this is not something that you know like we like you can't apply for it. It's just about like kind of like how to revision and make this like an additional income or extra income or side income. Yes, so yes. they're really invested in that. Um, and then right. I'm just there to add like the poetry flavor and like right. the creative entrepreneurship right. to that. Um, as far as the spoken word, um, it's definitely like, I think that um, Logan brings in so much, um, just like so much intelligence around like language and like poetry tools and poetry forms. Um, and just like knows so much about like the academic and like the, like the technical aspect of poetry, which I think is really cool. Okay. Um, and then there's a huge social justice influence on the class and a huge right. hip hop buy-in on the class. And nice. and I found poetry through hip hop. And so, of course. Um, yeah. I would say the same. Right, so uh, yeah, they love it, you know, because we're, we're, we speak their language and we meet them wherever they are. So they kind of drive, it. it's really student directed. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, when you do have free time, what do you do in, on your free time? Um, yeah, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Netflix. Respect, yeah. Right, yeah, uh, <laughs> and Hulu. Um, yeah. What am I doing in my free time? I like to work out a lot. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, so you yeah. may find me at the gym um, on leg day. That's my favorite day, uh -uh. Um, or chest day. Um, so I do that. Um, I also am really into audiobooks. Like oh, listening okay. to books yeah, um, yeah. and reading. I try to read a few books a month. Right. Um, Good for you. Right. It's, <laughs> I mean, there's so many, like, it's just a free ticket, free plane ticket. So, like, right. why not? That's true. Um, and so I'm really into that. And usually, like, there are books like around mindfulness and love as far as, like, social health, social um, or self-care books. Mm -hmm. But then I also, like, really am into memoirs and, like, just reading people's stories on how they mm -hmm. became who they are. Um, yeah, and, and I have two dogs. They're kind of crazy. And dogs and, usually are right. <laughs> exactly. So what's, uh, off the top of your head, what's one of your favorite books that you've read? Um, right now, uh, what was the book I just finished? Um, the Year of Saying Yes by Shonda Rhimes. The Year of Saying Yes. Yeah. So, um, or maybe the, just the Year of Yes. Huh. Um, it is a book about like uh, basically her stepping out of her comfort zone. Um, and saying yes to the things that frighten her. Okay. Um, she also is the writer of Scandal and like Grey's Anatomy and How to Get Away with Murder. And I'm just a huge fan of her oh, writing. Wow. So. Okay. Wow. Was it, yeah. did, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's great. It was a really good book. Um, Sounds interesting. It was. Yeah, it's super interesting. I mean, yeah. she's like, like people always, I feel like, coin her as like the diverse writer in television. And like, I love that she like hates that word, diversity. And like, she's like, I'm just normalizing it. I'm just writing people the way the world looks. And that's just. Yeah, huge fan of her. That's how it should be, right? Right. Like, there's not, this is not special. This is, you guys are tripping. This is the normal thing. Right. Uh, but I think that's like, I guess that's just the, the symptom of like where we're at, I guess. 
right. to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. The the connecting it back to that uh, behind what you want is uh, or behind fear is the thing you want most. Right. That's like archetypical in the sense of like the the, the fables of like you have to slay the dragon to get like the gold right. or the treasure behind the dragon. Right. That's like that's like one of those stories that's uh, almost prevalent in most cultures. Right. It's something about like the dragon embodies chaos and fear. Right. And by going straight into it you gain something from it right <laughs> what a beautiful connection yeah yeah that's a it's a, it's, it's, a, it's the hero's journey joseph campbell mm. uh, yeah the hero with a thousand faces right it's all over the place a hero's journey huh yeah that's awesome thank yeah. you yeah you're welcome that's such a beautiful connection i love that yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. um what kind of what can i ask you um you ever heard of Joseph Campbell before or no? Yeah, yeah. I have. Mm-hmm. I haven't read any like any work, but I, yeah. ha- I have heard of him. I haven't read anything. There's no. a, lot, a lot of YouTube videos in my head. That's right. Much it. <laughs> There's a lot of YouTube videos right. in my head. Uh, speaking of somebody that's sort of in the same lane, have you heard of uh, Marshall McLuhan? No. No, there's this beautiful... He has a book, and it's called The Medium is the Massage. Oh. And, 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 and he made it an audio book. Oh my gosh! And um, the audio the audiobook is uh, all sorts of weird, but it's amazing. And what he talks about is very um, it's very prominent for like where we're at right now. Right. It can be connected. It, it, it talks about the the transition from what technology does to us and mm. how it's connected to our senses and how it reorganizes society. Ugh. It's it's a it's a wonderful thing. I need yeah. it right now. I, th- I think you would enjoy Speaking it. Speaking my language, I'm gonna get it right <laughs> after this would, interview. I think you would enjoy it. It's a, I want to get the actual book. I've, I've listened to the audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have Spotify, it's on Spotify. Oh, cool. Yeah, just the uh, the medium is a massage, and um, it's an interesting audio. Yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting audio. I suggest headphones because he like he jumps from one ear to the other. It's uh, oh wow. Yeah, it's really really well produced, and it's a uh, there's it says things there that are so. Um, timely, I guess would be mm. a word for it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's uh, some food for thought for you. I guess. I, yeah. I think, I think you would par- particularly enjoy that. Thank you. Yes, I'm always uh, down for a good book recommendation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, so you've been writing what? How long have you been writing for? Um, forever. Forever. Yeah. 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 Really? yeah. I would oh. say a few generations. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So then, and then, so then you only just recently started presenting and performing and stuff like that. Right. Okay. So, um, I'm only like 10 years, roughly. I mean, not even that, because like I said, the first year or so, I didn't really do much. Maybe about really eight years much. into my career. Wow. So it's been a lot in a short amount of time in the grand scheme of things. And you wouldn't have considered yourself somebody to go up in front of people and perform? No. No? Mm-mm. You're not that kind of temperament, huh? Um, I mean, I'm comfortable with it now, right? Like getting comfortable with slaying the dragon and what's beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a huge dragon in front of me. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, but yeah, before that, mm-mm, mm. right? Like not even, yeah, um, just not, I was still looking for my voice right. and, and I was terrified to have one, uh, that, right? I get so, that, I get yeah. that. Um, Speaking of dragons, is there another dragon wandering around in your life that you haven't dealt with? Yeah, um, <laughs> his name's Donald Trump. Oh. Um, and oh, yeah. white supremacy. Yeah, um, that's a dragon. But that's a dragon that I feel like so many of us are tackling. But making sure that I stay present and doing my part against that. Yeah, for sure. Is is real. That um, is a dragon, though. It is. It's a. There's yeah. a. There, whenever I think about him, there's a, a a quote or a saying that I always remember. Um, heaven is high and the emperor is far away. Mm. And it's a Chinese quote and. Um, I, I like saying it to myself because it reminds me to stay right here. Right, uh, right, yeah. staying present. And, yeah. and I think that, like, so so I say that he's, like, the dragon, but really within that is, like, um, like just so many isms, like racism and, like, homophobia and, like, transphobia. Like, these are all things that, sure. um, and, and, I, and I say that it's a dragon, not that, um, I, I also think that it's not necessarily, like, you know, I was just telling a friend, I was like, this is, like, this is not a war like that a person of color should be fighting. This is a white man's war. And until these conversations start happening in white spaces and start dismantling, then um, we're just victims of that war, right? You're right, you're right. And yeah. so, um, so uh, 
I bring I bring that up because when you see this stuff happening and when you see it just like blatantly like um, being normalized, um, it's very easy for me to hide into myself, right? right. And go back to before, uh, like go back to that person who or that that like had a problem saying um, this is who I am and speaking up for myself. Right. And so to stay loud and stay proud right. um, in this time, I think is um, definitely an everyday battle. Um, yeah. Right, so um, that's kind of, I, I guess like right now, it's just make, saying a commitment to um, speaking up and speaking out. Nice. Right. Like, that's, uh, that, what you said there reminded me of, uh, I did not, you probably would enjoy this as well. Uh, there's a podcast that I've been listening to. Right. And it's called, uh, it's called More Perfect. Oh, And it's cool. a series by, it's another, the, the, by, their ma- Radio Lab makes it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're another podcast. But More Perfect, the, the, each podcast goes over a Supreme Court case. Oh, wow. And there's some that I've dealt with, like, um, like, like, there was one justice in the back like in the history where like he specifically said that no white man should uh, should be worried about a black man's rights right and it was just like blatantly like right. blatantly racist and and that podcast the the, the reporters were right. like what the hell right and they go and they find the what the case and they find the descendant of that slave who went to the court and they found a descendant of the, of the wow. slave's masters and apparently they were having a reunion and they recorded the whole event Wow. And so, like, it's all part of the podcast. And it's really interesting. And the, all, the other podcasts that they've had, they've all been on the same level of just, uh, okay, this should be talked about right. way more. Right. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's another beautiful resource. Right. I think you would enjoy that as well. Yeah. Uh, Thank uh, you. You're welcome. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> welcome. All kind of goodies in this yeah. conversation. This is great. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, in all honesty, I believe... Mm, you're you might be the first trans to be fair yeah. person i've met in person oh wow i believe so wow if i'm not mistaken i'm sorry to anybody else but yeah i believe you're the first person i've met that's trans yeah yeah yeah. yeah. you're the first gregorio i've ever met respect respect yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. cheers to first yeah for sure yeah i like that i know there's like a, maybe three other ones in tucson i've met one of them but that's right it. Um, he might be one other one, but yeah, Gordia. yeah. It's not a, it's not really a, it's not a name anybody hears that often. Yeah, yeah. He's just the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love my name. Right, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I love my name too. Yeah, your name's gone. Your name's really cool. I never heard Thanks. your name before too. So yeah, my mom made it up. <laughs> oh, did she? Yeah. Really? Yeah, she pulled from um like her youngest uh her youngest daughter's. Uh, or her youngest daughter, my uh, grandmother, who rest in peace, she recently just passed. Mm. Um, but her youngest daughter, so my mom's youngest sister's middle name was Tyre, mm. and so she just was trying to I figure know. out a way to honor her. And wow. Yeah. Okay. Tyre. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How, how old are you, Tyre? I am twenty nine. Twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. When's, yeah. your, when's your birthday? July fourteenth. July fourteenth. Oh okay. Yeah. Cancer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. With the, I forget. Uh, I have a friend. We, well, we have a friend named Isaac. And yeah. I, I don't know what where my Leo is, but he's like it's either in sunrising or moonrising or something. But <laughs> it's a very interesting thing. The dynamic. Yeah, yeah, really interesting dynamic. I was hoping to have a conversation with him today, but he he, he, he rescheduled. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he he's going through some stuff. <laughs> Reasonable. Yeah. Um, um, I have a. I, I know there's another question I have for you. I know there's another question. The thing about this is it's so freeform that I just go right. with it wherever it goes. That's great. Um, what are you hoping with Words on the Ave? Um, you know, Words on the Ave, I hope that it always uh, meets people where where they are. And that's it. You know, like, we really operate on the idea that, like, we would love to be here forever. But that's also really pretentious to say, like, what, like, forever, I'm going to be here forever. Like, and that's not true on this planet. We know everything passes away on this planet in For due sure. time. For sure. And so um, the only thing that I hope is that we stay present mm-hmm. and um, and that we're able to be here as long as the community needs us. I feel like I, I feel like from what you said is like you hope that it, it morphs and adapts to the right. environment in which it's in. Right. Right. Exactly. And continues okay. to like hold space. Um, for the community, is it gonna be? Is it gonna be only a Tucson thing? Or are you hoping to spread this? Yeah, so we have uh, had conversations about spreading it before, um, and yeah, definitely. I've put like in the process of like putting a business module. 
things like that together where we can just hand off to like an organizer that wants to start it in a different um, city. But uh, we also want to make sure that, that the intentionality and that we're doing, if we do spread that quickly, that right. um, we're doing it from a space of intention. Right. Um, and yeah, in, in a world that's not really that intentional. It's and not, so, it's yeah, it's slow and steady wins the race as far yeah. as that goes. All right, cool. Yeah. Cool. That's very really true. That, that statement, I, I never even thought about that, but this, the, the world has been pieced apart more like a... A freestyle than right. a, an actual song. Right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think that's most of the case, though. I mean, I mean, you also can have more intention to it to a certain extent. Right, and I mean, we're talking about the dominant narrative, right? Like, we true. still use a dominant narrative that's like not intentional, right? That's right. That's and like, true. you know, like, um, like even like the fact, like. You know, like, like we still need like more trans visibility. Right. Period. Just like that needs to happen. Um, and that's not like on like trans people. That's on the dominant narrative, making space right. for other stories. Of right. Course. And so it's, um, yeah. So, yeah. So as far as words on the avenue, like we need to be mindful of that. Right. And so yeah. if we start something in a different city and we know how much it took to create a, as much of an intentional space, which still like, you know, there's always room for impro improvement. Of course. You know, of course. Definitely not perfect. But um as much as an intentional space as we can with the resources that have been given us with Cafe Passe, um, we want to make sure that that same level of work is happening somewhere else. And what does that check and balance system look like if we can't be present? So. I would say it'd have to be somebody that has been working here for right. a good while and to actually. Right. Eh, right. It's like some fighter club like kind of thing. Going. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> so it sounds like the only way it could work. <laughs> uh, to actually get it across completely. Right. Uh, but, I mean, we're really lucky to have Tucson, and I'm happy that it's here. Yeah, Tucson's great. Yeah. Tucson's a weird little place. It's a weird, it's a very, yeah, it's multidimensional. How, how, would, you, how would you describe Tucson? I would describe Tucson as a duality. Like, in, in what way? In, in a way where, like, I always say it's like this, and then it's also this, right? Like, I can ever just say, like, Tucson. It's just like, I have, yeah, uh, I mean, like, you're great, but you're also extremely racist. Like, you're this, but you're also, like. Every single time, and it's like isn't that just reality? Yeah, but it's just reality. But Tucson is so like it's um, like in your face. It's all just the right time. in your face it's, all the time. It's so funny. I love it. Right? Like uh, it's like uh, I feel like right. Tucson because of that. I feel like Tucson is the most human city I've ever like encountered. Right. Yeah. It's beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. And and there's something that's so beautiful about that. Like for sure. Um, so beautiful it's about like, it. It's just like that. How else can you describe it? You know, like we're the city of gastronomy, but we're also a food desert. Like it's like, you know, like <laughs> <That's so laughs> it's, weird. it's weird. It's like this, like little like X so, marks I, the spot. I never spot noticed on the that map. before, but that's so true. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a random place to be born in, at least for me. Yeah, you were uh, born here. Yeah, I was born oh, here cool. all my life. Yeah, yeah. I'm born and raised, and then I just like slowly got to know it only recently though because my mom never really let me out the house <laughs> <laughs> so you're like hey Tucson oh, okay yeah pretty yeah. much uh, yeah. so, I mean it works out either way I'm here now mm -hmm. <laughs> um, with a podcast out of nowhere but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do I have anything else to ask you uh, sure why not um, what would you hope your dead bed would be hmm your deathbed, your deathbed. What do you like? Where would you hope to be dying? Where would I hope to be dying? Mm -hmm. I actually, um, hmm. Yeah, that's an intense question. Yeah, yeah. Um, Someone just popped up. I yeah, had to ask it. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see. I've not, you know, I really haven't um, put no. too much thought into where because it's something that I know that I can't control. Respect. And so, like, Respect. why, like, put thought into something that I know was going to happen? Like, none of us are going to get out of here alive, whatever. Like, right. it kind of has that kind of vibe, right? I mean, unless, unless technology does something weird. Right. <laughs> Which I, I know myself, I would never buy into that. Like, get this microchip and you'll live forever. No. Like, no, uh, yeah. no. no. <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, like I just hope that, but I do know how I want to feel. And, and that could mean me, and that's despite whether I die tomorrow, like next year or in 45, 50, 60 years, right, right. Um, I know that I want to make the most out of the life that, um, that I was given. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so. Um, in a ring that 
cloth of life dry. Right, and yeah. so every day it's like when I look back, like even just like on this weekend, I'm like, okay, did I do everything that like I really wanted to do this weekend? Right. And was it intentional? And it's like, yeah, like I intentionally kissed my wife on like, it was like, I like remember that, like that's yeah. a memory, that's right? Awesome. As opposed to just going through and like, not really catching these moments that you can look back on mm. um and so really for me it's just about like being in like holding on to those moments as much as possible um so that whenever my deathbed does come those are the memories that i think comfort It'd people in that like that like dying hour right, right, right. right and so like i want to have memories that comfort me that's awesome. and i don't want to have to search for them that's awesome um so yeah it's just, like, i'll agree right i'll agree I, I call it my internal library like I want it to be like that's where I'm gonna go right before I die it's like okay so where like, and then just, go, this is what I did this is what I did right these are the people that like this is what happened yeah these are the people I called family these mm -hmm. are you know the people you know like awesome. yeah it's like that's really really important for me for sure um to make sure that that's right uh but um what led me to that was this book I don't know if you've read it the essentialism no, no. It's a really good book. Um, and it talks about kind of like the way that we spend time as creatives okay. um, and uh, how as opposed to uh, firing off in all these different directions, how it's best to kind of like harness focus. energy, focus, and then take one jump, right? Mm. Um, so for instance, like this weekend, like doing the conferences and like the podcast, this is a huge jump and then I just like won't do it for like a month, right? Right, right, right. And so um, like how to... Uh, Hold space for that. Um, okay. It's, it's a, obviously like life learner, but it's a really good book. Right. Oh, it's great. Yeah. What is, what's it called again? Essentialism. Essentialism. Mm -hmm. I can check that out. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, wow. Well, thanks for that random question answer. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Random <laughs> answer to a random question. Uh, I agree with you on that one, though. Uh, that's a, always a topic there. Yeah. Um, What's something that, what's that like something that really um, fills you with life when you're doing it? Yeah, um, being married to my best friend is yeah? hands down like my favorite thing. Really? Yeah, it's my favorite thing about yeah. my life right yeah. now. Like my, my awesome. wife, her name's Chelsea. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's so amazing, and I just like I just feel so lucky to be able to like witness her growth yeah. as a human and um, to be inspired by her. And yeah, I just. Yeah, it's my favorite thing. Yeah. Everything else in the world could probably fall away, and that, like, as long as like I have that, I feel like, all right, cool. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it's uh. a it's like <laughs> I feel so lucky because I know that that's such a rare thing for people to feel, mm. um, especially in the digital age, right? right? Like we seem to be stretching farther and farther away from that, and so I just mm. feel like one of the most fortunate people on the planet. It's awesome. Yeah. Wow, I was not expecting that, but that's great. Um, <laughs> and you had no hesitation. Um, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I want that. I want that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, yeah I'm so like, how long, how long have you been married now? What? Um, oh my gosh, I got married in March. You got married this year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. But I've known my wife since, um, I was in high school, but I didn't know her. Like we lived on the same street, okay. but we didn't know each other. We took the same bus one year oh. and we didn't know each other. I saw her once finally confirmed it with her after after we were married too but I was like hey there was one time I was in the library and I saw, I saw her once and even then like was just like and I wasn't even like out at the time or like right. hadn't really invested in figuring myself out but I just remember right. like seeing this person and like going around and like asking if anyone else and no one knew who she well she was only there for one year She's like mysterious figure. right and then she just came back um in my life like here in Tucson and wow. yeah so what a what a story there. It is. It's a pretty, we were, we, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, the Not universe is doing some work. Yeah, for <laughs> it sure. It did some work on us. There's a lot of, that, that, there's a lot of that in my life. It's, uh, right. It's always fun. It is fun. Those moments I like to, uh, those moments make me, um, uh, how should I say this? They make me almost cuss because it's like right. it's like God showing off. Right, <laughs> straight up, just like liquid, like just flossing. Yeah, like yeah, just totally. Sure. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. I like that. Yeah, God I always find that like you mother. Right, like <laughs> just when you think you know where you're going, it's like yeah. no, who's I? Nope. She's right there the whole time, actually. Yeah. You know, <laughs> those are the best moments. Flexing a little bit. Those are the best moments. They are. Oh man, that's great. Wow. Well, all right then. Yeah. There's that answer. Ah, 
Teray. Yeah. Teray, Teray, Teray. Mm. What, what, what else can I ask you? What's something that my, many people don't wouldn't have guessed from you? Um, that's a really good question. What is something that people would not guess from me? I know how to play the piano. You know how to play the piano? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, well, I can dabble in the black keys a little bit. Oh. Yeah, um, my mom got me lessons when I was younger, and I practiced for about 10 years. Wow. Uh, continuously. Huh. Um, and uh, used to do, like, the guild uh, competitions and stuff like that. Wow. And then um, got out of it as far as, like, the strenuous, like, every whatever, three day whatever the schedule was at the time. But... Um, I still, I always had a piano in the house, and even now, like it's like a, I still always have a piano in my house. Um, this is actually I live in a tiny house right now, so I don't have it. It's in the storage unit. Oh, no. um, but, uh, but yeah, it's it's just always been something that's hung around. Whether so it's like a keyboard you or play a piano. The piano. Yeah, and wow. it, I don't really play that often. I think there's like one video of me on Instagram with Isaac and I just like cutting up on my. Oh really? Yeah, um, but I like there's very few people that I play. For. Like it's just something that you know I. It was something that like. It, it became job, feeling like a job right, to me. Right, so it's right. not really something that I know how to just do for fun. Right. But you know, every now and then, like I like to, especially with like, you know, the kiddos at school, like it's show awesome. off a little bit. It's like my one regret in life, I stopped taking piano lessons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stopped taking piano lessons. Right. Uh, last song I, I learned to play was the Moonlight Sonata. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a lot a of really fun. really good one. That was a lot of fun. But, right. um, it's gone now. Right. <laughs> it's gone now. Well, you'd be surprised. Yeah. You just sit in front of it and get the sheet music again. You can work it out. Probably. Yeah. It just takes time. The piano, that's the thing. It's like an instrument that takes time. It really does. Right. It really does. Right. But. Do you, do you mess with any other instrument or no? Um, yeah. You know, my wedding gift was uh, still a blues guitar. Like, that was something that I've always wanted to learn how to play and like figure out a way to incorporate poetry and like. Um, with the guitar. Yeah, with the guitar, and so and like when I intro when I uh, interviewed Juan Felipe Herrera mm. uh, for the Tucson Weekly, like he ended with telling me to buy a guitar, like off off the record. Off the record, yeah. he was just like, hey, and like make sure you should get yourself with a guitar. And I was like, all right, and then I ended up getting one as a wedding gift, um, and mm -hmm. so I have like lessons set up um, with some blues um, artists in town, but like I. I have it. It's very intimidating instrument. You know, like it's yeah, it's the, the beginning. The guitar is. Uh, yeah. I prefer the piano over the guitar. Right. To be exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, 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 this, this, the, it's not in front of my eyes. The, right. The other hand. Exactly. So it's a more feeling kind of thing. Exactly. And, and so. Uh, I guess it's a control issue on my part, but oh, oh well. well. I mean, also <laughs> like when you think about the piano, like we sit at computers all the time. It's definitely a more familiar like pose for your hands as well. It's just like an interesting gesture with a guitar to be like, wait, like yeah, when else never, do you do that? Like, never, never. right, so. That's, that's true. Super new. I didn't, I didn't think about that, that's true. Well, it'd be great to play on the guitars with, with Flamenco. Oh my gosh, Ooh, I love Flamenco. No, that's beautiful. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's oh. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long that takes to learn. Yeah. Probably too long. <laughs> <laughs> Probably too long. Um, what, what would you, so where do you find the time to read so many books as you do? Right. So I used to not have a car, and so I used to ride the bus, and every trip, right, I would pages. just be turning pages. Um, uh, and so, like, I like at one point, like, was like reading like five books a month because my school that I worked at at East Point was so far. I mean, it's Broadway and Pantano-ish. Oh, wow. We lived down, yeah, so that's a good, like, solid time every day on the it bus is. to read books. So I was just flying through them just from circumstance. Yeah. Now, um, I usually have one physical book, like, in my bag at all times. Um, and then I just fly through audiobooks. Like, I still take that same trip, but, yeah. like, now I'm just listening to books as opposed to. Right, right. Yeah. Do you, do you find there to be a difference in the consuming it audially compared to, like, yeah. Reading them? Yeah, you know, and I hope that we don't get away from reading. I hope that we don't get away from like buying books and pages because you just don't get as much, you know, from the audio. You get you, you get the essence of the story and you mm. take out like the key points. It's like a conversation. Like right. you take out the key like quotes that you remember. Right. But with a, a physical book in your hands, it's just so much more magical, like flipping the pages and highlighting and post-it notes. And you know what's something that I like found out or something that I heard? Right. is that when you're reading your brain is processing that 
as a visual but also processing it audially right at the same time that's beautiful yeah yeah i, 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 I thought that was interesting and it's from a physical book not not, not from like a screen a screen messes that up right so it's like more textual like I, yeah yeah uh, so. i thought that was interesting it mm-hmm. makes us two two yeah. senses it's like a type of synesthesia right that's like someone like one, one of my biggest fears you know like I think the older I get, the more tired I get. Well, I actually needed glasses, but there was a period of time (laughs) where, like, I was reading and I, like, physically noticed, like, I could only read, like, so many pages before I got sleepy. Right? Um, Which, that's, like, our brain's doing so much to process, like, reading. And and we get so attached to, like, these machines now that are in our pockets that, um, yeah. And so I, I like to, like, keep my stamina up as far as, like, how many... How but, much you can read it? Yeah, how many pages I can yeah, read I get before it. I get tired. I always consider reading as like exercise for the brain. Right, exactly. Yeah, I really did. The thing about the screen, the the, the 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 screens in our pockets, there's a somebody mentioned that they would have a problem with it, so they turned the whole screen black and white. Oh wow! It's the colors that really fascinate the the, the brain. Wow! So if you're turning it black and white it makes you lose interest. Really? Yeah. I wonder how you can do that. It's in the, it's like a grayscale kind of thing in the settings. Oh, cool. Yeah, just show me that. I, I tried it for a while. And I was just like, this is cool, but I'm like, I miss the colors. And right. So I, I just like, I, I essentially relapsed. And, and uh, I mean, I started out the colors, but now I'm just trying to be more disciplined about it. <laughs> right, right, definitely. Yeah. But it is, it is an actual thing. Apparently, like, the colors really stimulate you so in such a way that it makes you stay there for longer. That's so interesting. Yeah, you mm-hmm. have to show me how to do that. I'm really <laughs> particular with my phone. Um, I don't have, well, like, so this weekend is like a work weekend. Like we talked about essentialism. Right. So like on this weekend, like I've downloaded an Instagram. I didn't even use it though. Cause I'm so used to not using it. Right. Um, but the only thing that I will have on my phone is like resources. Like I don't keep social media period. Like it's just something I don't do Good for you. And, <laughs> and it's, it was you. hard at first, but it's just like, yeah. Like I wanted to like so do this whole, like, right. Now, right? Yeah, and I wanted to do like this whole Instagram story of this weekend because I knew it was going to be like epic and crazy. I forgot all about it because I'm not used to it. <laughs> I was so mad I after I left the, the first panel. I, I was like, Right. <laughs> I was like, dang it. Why didn't I remember? It was in my bag. I just, uh, I took it out to time my reading, to right. time it, and that yeah. was it. it. Didn't even occur to me that so I like, said I was going to uh, do it. I can record this and show the world. Right. <laughs> and so, which there's pros and cons to it, yeah. but, you know, um, we can't say, you know, we can't say like, like, I've heard, like, the argument of, like, oh, well, like, we need this. We can reach so many more people. I'm like, we don't need this. You know, there are plenty of famous writers and well-off people that did not have these resources, you true. know. And and we have to, like, respect where we came from, mm-hmm. right, by, like, examining that, you know, and how much, right. you know, how much, um, how much of it is a necessity and then how much of it is a lie. That's being like masked as a resource, right? It's like it's right bullshit because it's like straight up, like it's like there's trying to be sold to us, right? Like, yeah. think of like some like poets that, like, you know, right. like, come on, right? Like, <laughs> most really. things, most things that are brought to us are, is mostly uh hype, right? Like, there's, you're exactly there's very few things that surpass expectation, right? And there's no um loyalty in those things, like, you're just you're gonna try to tell me that Alice Walker needed Instagram for the color purple to. What? Right, right, right. Right? But, that like, is, everyone remembers that, right? Like, right. because it's, like, has these, like, moments of, like, um, like, you remember the person that told you that book after you read it, you know? Right. And we lose that magic when we make it so readily accessible. Like, that was, like, one thing with my chat book. It was, like, and, and I'm, like, super extreme with it. Like, I understand that. I understand it's a spectrum. But, mm-hmm. um, like, my chat book won't be on Amazon because I've already been to Seattle and I've seen what Amazon's done to Seattle. So, like, no. Like, oh, right, yeah, it's, like, it's like uh, there's something, something happened over there, right? Like, there's right, like, like, like most of the people work for Amazon over right. there, right? And so, artists that lived there were born there are homeless, mm-hmm. and like, there's like decapitated buildings that they're like running spaces, like, words on the avenue would be in a building that is essentially falling, really, right? Wow. And like, in Orlando, or, or not Orlando, but Oakland, like, mm-hmm. we see a bunch of artists that, like, you know, um, like are stuck in a burning building because wow. we have to start talking about like consumerism and like how it's impacting. It's like how it's making us unsafe and like, right. do we really need this? You know, there are definitely moments where Amazon's awesome. There's, um, a, there's a lot of freedom, but no responsibility. Right. And so, and like, 
do I still use Amazon? Of course. Like, you know, there's still things that I need. Me too. Uh, right. <laughs> like, and so it's not about like doing this like boat. It's not about like. It's not like throwing the baby out of with the bathwater. Right. Just like, it's just like we need to talk about yeah. like. Make set some boundaries. Right. Figure what's needed. Throw away what's not. Right. Clean up. Exactly. So like Clean for up. equipment, like you know, like I was still using Amazon to get stuff like that, you know. But mm -hmm. um, do I need to really go to Amazon for a book? Right. Like, what? Like, you know, um, audio books. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, but if I want a book, I can just go like to the bookstore and get it, and mm -hmm. like support my local bookstore and call it a day. For sure. For sure. You know. You know this this topic. I don't know why, but it made me re remember. Um, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that um, a baby when it's being formed, when it's being formed, the cells are the, the the fingers don't come out of like a mass of cells. It's a mass of cells, and death sculpts it out of the mass of cells. So like oh, it's wow. a massive dying of cells, so that the baby is formed. Wow. So death sculpts life. Right. And I don't know that connected to like what we needed to do with like what we don't need, what we need. Right. Bringing form into shape. Right. Right. And. And technology is a phenomenal resource. For like, sure. Phenomenal, you know, straight for up. Sure. You know, like, it's a beautiful resource. Yeah. I just think that, like, and, it, and it's going to look different for all of us. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, and so it's not about, like, saying, like, this is the way to live. Like, right. it's just about, like, you, you can't know. can't say that now. Right. Yeah. You just have to, like, question, like, why am I doing the things that I'm doing and for what reason? Right. You know? You got to be more, you got to be more conscious now. Yeah, more mindful. And then with the, then since the internet makes you puts you or that puts you in your own world because of like I guess you could say all the algorithms that are right. in place. Mm -hmm. And if you're not conscious of those algorithms then you're 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 unconsciously feeding yourself into like maybe negative holes or like things that you don't need mm -hmm. because you just keep clicking onto right. those things. Mm -hmm. When if you switch it up and then you get new things to get that are broadcast to you. Right. It's, it's real interesting if you it is. if you know how to drive it. Mm -hmm. But if people don't know how to drive it, then right. they, they might get stuck somewhere and they get lost in like right. like their own thoughts and patterns and stuff. Right. It's like the your own internal patterns are becoming external now because mm. of technology. Yeah. It's a it's a it's an interesting place we're at. Yeah. <laughs> and we just have to continue like these conversations about it, really. For sure. Right. Because there's no wrong or right answer. Um. Make sure that's clear. That's not what I'm saying it's here. It's right for you. Right. <laughs> Uh, might not be right for everybody else. <laughs> right. And um, the only wrong thing to do is to not question the relationship that you have as mm. the technology is growing at a rapid rate, yes. questioning it, right? Yes. As opposed yes. to taking everything as the right answer, right? right? right. Um, another human built this, right? right human. Yeah. We know that humans at rap, like, you we're know. We're not great. <laughs> right, we're not the best. And so um, questioning that, questioning yeah. that and not forgetting that, right? Yeah. And taking it as gold, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so, um, you don't need Alice Walker doesn't need Instagram mm. right true it's the literary people that when you people like you ask like your favorite poets or even like your favorite like rappers they don't need like no, social yeah. media it just blows up it right it catches the ear right and the energy yeah. that's put on like doing that mm -hmm. is actually on like the art that blows up right yes, yes. and it takes more time you know but it also lasts longer right Right. And so um, it's just it's just questioning that. Right. And For then I'm sure. um, finding that balance. Right. Between. But I'm also a part of this new technology age, this digital age, yeah. this digital world. But there's also this still this human experience. Right. That needs that, to be experienced. Right. That needs to be experienced. <laughs> right. I hate when I go to like concerts and like you look around and everyone is watching it through a screen. No, it's ridiculous. I like I hate it. Like what happened to storytelling? Like I could tell you what happened at the concert and For use real. imagery and paint you and take you to the concert. I right? actually noticed that a lot. I, right. I'll, I'll sit there and actually tell somebody something and they're like, you, you described that really well. And I was just like, I'm just telling you what happened. Right. <laughs> like, y'all are going to put us poets out of business. Come on. Like, we can explain it to you. Like, actually, I feel like that's going to make us way more valuable. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Gonna, You're right. Let's just let them keep going. Let's just let them keep just going. Let them we'll become more valuable because of it. <laughs> pretty much, right? Like, that's like, yeah, that like that's my intention in the digital age. Yeah. I like approach it kind of like a wave and just like fly under it. And of course. You know, while, like a, everyone a, else goes low, go high. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. Gotta ride that wave. Right. It's always a fun one. Yeah. It's interesting time we're living in. Right. I always found it interesting. Super interesting. It's all chaotic. Right. But it's uh, I, I find it way more fun. It is. It <laughs> is. I mean, it's it's like you can be at home in your house and outside. 
at the same a, time at the same time on a large scale like you just have to click a window uh, yeah. on your phone and you're out in the world oh, and you are hearing what's happening all across the ocean making moves and everything making boss moves yeah. in your pajamas yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know like that is so weird when you break it down like so what true. like i don't even have to step outside and see the sun to be outside yeah you can make an impact on somebody you need to even leave right. your bed Right. And like, are you really outside or you just entered into someone else's mind? So like, it's just, it's matrixy. Uh, it's matrixy. <laughs> that's a good word. Yeah. 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 yeah that's the truth. Yeah. Uh, I had a, I had something I wanted to say there. Uh, I wasn't going to say that. I lost it. I lost it. Something earlier though, it, it was connected to the, I don't know what was connected to it, but it made me remember uh, there's this thing that I've been like, Something that I've been noticing, it's uh, the self mm-hmm. doesn't like to see itself as the bad guy. Right. And that's dangerous. Oh, uh, yeah. That's super dangerous. Right. And, 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 and it's, it's funny because for me, I just like almost realized this recently. And, it, and I'm starting to notice it. And right. And people will like, they rationalize their, their own like, no, I'm the good guy. Like, I can't. Right. I've done that. And so like they, they brush off the responsibility. Right. And it's like the... The other half of themselves, like, like they, they forget. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, a common thing that it's like, it's not as obvious or, or prevalent anymore. Right. Or anywhere, ever, from mm-hmm. what I understand. And it's, uh, it's something that can get carried away. Right. Really, really badly. So. Yeah. And, so, and I've noticed that. And I like, I like mentioning it because not many people actually think about it either. Right. But it's. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm so happy that you brought that up. I mm-hmm. think that that is. Ugh. It is so uh, true, mm-hmm. and I think it goes back to like that dominant narrative that we're talking about that right. needs to be dismantled, right? Right, it's and it's part of it. It's a part of it, yeah. right? It's a symptom of that. Um, if you know what good is, and you think you're a good person, well, then you can't possibly explore what yeah. you're bad. You know, right? Um, self-reflection. It's the truth, right? And. Yeah, I, I think accountability is a really interesting thing um, mm-hmm. in today's time. I don't, I don't think we need, we leave enough space for it, mm-hmm. um, and I think that we need more of it, right? Truth. And uh, vulnerability is a real thing. Like that's what makes this human experience beautiful, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, it's our most, po- most, it's our superpower. Right. It is our superpower, and. Our successes, we know, come out of mistakes mm-hmm. every time. Like mm-hmm. the success of Words on the Avenue came out of a mistake. Right. Right? Um, this is so funny. <laughs> right. Like me being a poet, like literally came out of me speaking up, like came out of like, like fronting mm-hmm. pr- pretty much, right? Like, oh yeah, like I, I'm a poet. Okay, well then read. Uh, uh, right? Yeah. Like... <laughs> these vulnerable moments and it's like if you can't talk about them then what are you doing Mm -hmm. you know like um we all just need to realize that like we're still learning and that's the whole point of this life is to just learn and become a better version of yourself um and i also think that um on like a global level that I don't think that kids are born with hatred. I think hatred's something that's taught to them. For sure. But I also think that a hatred's one hell of a drug. True. That um, is hard to break through. Hatred is a, like it's a, it's a, it's an excuse to stop thinking. Right. And, and exactly. And, um, and laziness. Is a part of it. Is a part of it. Right. For sure. Um, And so again, like I, I hate I I hesitate to say that that's just coming from my experience as like a black artist Mm -hmm. like it's just like I don't know when I see people like full of hatred it's just like it's just too much like it's just too much effort sometimes to try to unteach you you know Mm -hmm. Um, I ain't gonna unteach anybody right like (laughs) I'm not gonna do that there was but I'm but I'm also not gonna stop being myself though like no no not at all (laughs) right and so like there there was this one tattoo that I got um, Mm -hmm. which is like a part of my trans journey and it's on my thighs and I remember it was like, I just got back from the gym and I was just feeling brave that day. And so I just walked in to like a random tattoo parlor. And it was, nice. this was a tattoo parlor that I walked in when I first got here in Tucson. Oh, okay. And I wanted my knuckles 
you know, I've never, like, I have one of my knuckles tattooed, <laughs> which is dope, but, like, who would do that? I think I was, like, 19 or 20. Like, who would do that? Like 19 or 20-year-old. Right. And so <laughs> I was like, I want my knuckles. And I don't even remember what the words were, but I walked into this. It was downtown on Sacred, the Sacred Art Tattoo Spot. I think, yeah, I think I know you're right. talking about. Right. And so uh, didn't really put too much thought into, thought it, into it. it. Didn't look up the tattoo place. It was just like, you, says yeah, tattoo. Cool. Yeah. And the guy was like, I am not doing that. Like, he, like, totally was, like, get out of my shop. Like, you are too young. Wow. So thankful for him. Not because I think that knuckle tattoos aren't cool. I just didn't know, like, I wasn't even a poet at the time. Like, what was I going to put, right? Right. Like You just wanted a knuckle tattoo. Right. And so, (laughs) thank God. Like, shout out to him. Yeah, for real. He's like, no, this is an intentional. Get out. Right. And so, (laughs) um, yeah, so one day after the gym, I was like, I want a tattoo, and I want it from that place just to finish the chapter right and I, was like, I don't really know much about that place I don't know what their beliefs are but I know that they were intentional 10 years ago yes. and I just want to close it out close it now out. that I'm older with your intentionality right and so um I walked in and I'm like staring this guy in the face who is completely like just like conservative <laughs> like oh, Republican really? and and you can feel the tension like you can feel him looking at me like what the fuck and me looking at him like what the fuck <laughs> Oh, man. And I, and it was that moment, like, where I remember, like, when, um, when he got elected president, and I was just like, this is going to, like, really impact my life. Like, mm-hmm. my wife and I, like, we were engaged, right? Like, mm-hmm. we were talking about marriage, but yeah, definitely him threatening taking our rights away. Of course. The reason why we got married, or yeah. uh, sped it up, right? There was a definitely a huge piece of it was mm-hmm. based off of that. Um, and so he's already like whatever and so and so I basically said, you know I'm gonna be myself throughout this presidency regardless like as you should period right um, And so I watched this tattoo artist and I was like, uh, I feel like I should like leave like that was my first inclination I was like, I don't know if I, and I was like fuck that like no, he's a tattoo artist. I want a tattoo from here. I'm getting it period It's going down nice. so sorry like <laughs> it's gonna happen um, and he did it and hands down the hardest conversation I would never do it again hardest conversation I've ever had to have but one of the most important moments of my life really? was that conversation I had with him really right because there was a level of respect in the conversation after some time there was a level of fear in the conversation that made us both vulnerable and then there was our truth and then there was the actual truth in the middle right, right? and so we were able to like talk about things that like like there was like definitely some heated moments, right? right like right. specifically like around like the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. Wow, this guy has like a needle in my leg, um, trying to invalidate that experience, right? And wow. then there's just like the anger of being like, no, this is the reason why this is important in him. Oh, I've never thought about it like that. Yeah, because you've never had to. Right. Yeah. Well, you're right. Right. Damn. Damn. I'm gonna sit with that. What a conversation right. that needs to be heard. Right. And it's just like, but we we ended the conversation with saying like. And then even talking about like transness and like the intention of the tattoo and like mental health and mm-hmm. um, you know not that trans is a mental health issue but he was talking about how he uh, like navigates his own like identity and things like that and it was just really really um, and how people didn't believe that he had like um, like AD, like ADHD or whatever he did, like people didn't believe him and. How like he's like, and I know it has nothing to do with your experience, but like, but the pressure of that, like right. trying to say, hey, like oh, something's off here, right? Um, this isn't right, right, you know. And and there was like these commonalities that right. if you would have asked me on any given day, I'm like, no, I have not, nothing in common with a conservative, absolutely not. They want me dead, and I want to live. Like, but you're human, right? And so, um, it was yeah, it it changed. Um, Changed, changed my life, that conversation. When did this conversation happen? Um, I got the tattoo over the summer. Oh, that's um, awesome. and, and we both agreed we would never do it again. Like, <laughs> like another commonality, we're just like, this is some heavy, hard work. Like where he was just like, yo, like I'm just a tattoo artist. We just moved the generation forward, peace out. Right, nice, nice and, <laughs> but like how hard that conversation was, like. Yeah. It was just like we probably took like it was one line, it was one sentence, and it took like three to four hours to get there because of the breaks right. that we were taking. And it was just like, but at the same time, like that's awesome. the level of work that it would take, and the level of accountability that we're talking about, and the level of vulnerability for sure 
right? And I think that like what what didn't shut down that conversation, which has, you know, because I'm not perfect, like what has shut down other conversations that I've had with people mm-hmm. um, is just the unwillingness to explore, um, like to be able to self-reflect outside of just being a good person. Right. Right. Like at the end of the day, he's going to go home and take care of his kids. Like we have like, you know, like like he wants to like make sure that his wife is straight. Like I want to make sure. sure my wife is good. Right. Like like there's things here that are human that we both do um, and that if we can just like both self-reflect um, and just listen and then respond mm-hmm. with intention, then like that's where that growth is. For sure. And at the same time, that is not our job. <laughs> like that is his white cousin's job to get his cousin, right? Right. But it was a moment where I was like, I, I'm being myself here, and this is like, I want this here, and you don't get to just push me out. Perspective. Right. Exactly. Even if it was tough. Right. Mm-hmm. And I should be able to walk into any tattoo parlor and get a tattoo if I want one. For sure. Right. So that was kind of like my reasoning. Respect. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome that you had that experience. Yeah, it was, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. I, again, that internal library, like, you know, it's not one that, like, I think this is probably the first time it's been, like, recorded, but um, it's not, like, really it. a conversation to awesome. talk about often. It's not a celebratory moment mm-hmm. at all. It's tough. And um, it's, it's, like, I mean, I find that, that moment to be, like, awesome. Right. It's a meaningful moment, yeah. right? And it's, like, when we talk about building our internal library, right? right. Um, that's a piece in it, right? For that sure. during the Trump era, like you did you know, that. Yeah, like that I can, like, yeah. You had to experience that, right? I like. Um, there's this poem by Carvin's Lassant where he says there was a group of white. He talks about death and like what he wants people to tell people about him after he passes. And mm. there's one line where he's like, I like tell them that a group of white-headed men came to my front door and my fist became a pistol. And this became a pistol. Yeah, and I didn't take that as like a like like I feel like that moment at the tattoo parlor like that was like my like the moment like where it was like yeah I could have been like oh this is not but no like you know where my decision became a pistol and it created mm-hmm. change, mm-hmm. and which I know that that's not like you know like just kind of revisioning that line right. in my life but um, yeah. Wow. That's great, Teray. Thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, we're already an hour and four minutes. Cool. So we can call it right there. Yeah, totally. Thank you. All Thank right. you for sharing. Mm-hmm. There, uh, do you, is there anything you want to tell the listeners uh, where they can reach you? Right. What, what you got going on? Yeah. So um, what I have going on um, is you can buy my book, Bread and. Um, it is currently being sold online at uh, my blog that is really, uh, it's in the beginning process, but it hopefully will turn into a resource for non-binary um, trans educators um, in our education system um, by just sharing memoir kind of work about my own experiences. Uh, but for right now, it's selling my book, and that website is blacksoul.com. That's B-L-C-K-S-O-L.com. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you, Teray. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one.